Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message. Can the future. I am mindful that the theme for Springboard this year is going global. And in talking about going global, we are challenging everyone to think outside your immediate environment and understand that you are more relevant than the small corner in which you live. And so we are challenging you to go global and believing that everyone here can think about yourself as not just a small fish in a small bowl, but a giant fish in a big ocean because there is something you have that the world needs when we talk about going global there are two things you want to bring to your mind the first one is formatting your local restrictions formatting your local restrictions what does it mean there are things that restrict us to our local environment and when a computer is infected or loaded with things that have made the hard disk full but are not beneficial we say format the hard disk so that you can replace it with new things now there are restrictions that we have placed upon ourselves that make us local in nature and so when we say going global or go global we are saying that format the hard disk of your life so that those local restrictions can leave the second thing that we want you to do in going global is to prepare for the big league. Tell somebody the big league. There is, in every area of endeavor, there are leagues or there are levels. Now, the requirements for playing in the big league are greater than the requirements for playing in the small league. My friend Paul here has done a bit of work in sports and he will tell you that when a team is being promoted from one level to maybe the premiership there is a whole repackaging rebranding repreparation buying of new players because if you come with the same players and the same outlook and approach that you used to play at the local league into the big league you'll be outside the water you'll be relegated in no time and some of us are being relegated in the league of life because we are trying to play the premiership with league two capabilities league two strategies or league two players and so we need to prepare for the big league. I would like to tell you two localized choices, two stories about localized choices that are familiar in nature, but which bring home the fact that we sometimes see a big window of opportunity, but because of lack of preparation, we make the wrong choice. A rich man once met a woman working very hard in his church and decided to be kind to the woman and give her a business opportunity. And he said to her, you're working very hard in church. I want to help you also in your business. What business do you do? She says, I sell cement. He says, you are in luck. You are simply in luck. Because my brother is a general manager in a cement company and I'm able to help you advance your career. He says, I want to give you supplier's credit on my account. That means you literally pick the cement and pay after you've sold it. He asked her, how long do you normally take to sell a consignment? She says, one week. 
he says i guarantee you one month suppliers credit and i give you one thousand bucks the woman looked at the, young, the man like this and said mommy 30. give me 30 bucks why did she ask for 30 who can tell me why why did she ask for 30. yes she was not prepared for that size of opportunity and for many of us who say well that woman she didn't know she didn't know she, she didn't seize her moment but trust me every single day we meet opportunities and we say mommy 30. give me 30 because she couldn't dream about how to store a thousand bucks she hadn't thought about if she got a big contract you are you are in fashion here you are in um, what, what do you call it you, you run a, a carpeting business you run a cleaning business and you're asking yourself or you're praying to god and saying give me customers open opportunities if 20 companies called you at the same time are you able to deliver if the biggest company in ghana called you and asked you for 2000 uniforms wouldn't you close down in shock <laughs> how ready are you for the next level the second story is similar it's about a man i know very well who suffered some fraud in his financial institution and for two years was trying to find who did it and then an informer eventually helped him to find the person who had duped him and he was able to deal with the situation out of gratitude he called the informer and said listen i want to help you what do you do he says i'm unemployed he says why are you unemployed he says i was doing carpentry and i ran out of money so i had to go out of the training he says listen i'm going to set you up to finish your carpentry training pay the full cost of the course buy a full stock of equipment for you and set you up for life the guy says mommy 300 Namenko. he says chief give me 300 and let me go you won't see me again the man says he looked at the guy in shock he says i'm going to pay for everything set you up and allow you to be able to fish for the rest of your life he says chief trust me you won't see me again just give me 300. what do these two stories have in common give me 30 and give me 300. what do they have in common pardon localized mentality why do we think that way why do we abandon great opportunities and rather find ourselves caught in the local trap number one is fear fear and inertia one of the biggest barriers to progress is fear what if i try this thing and it doesn't work what if people laugh at me and they say oh look at him he started a business and he failed trust me every single person you are seeing on this platform is not just talking about their successes but also about their failures some had to go out of school and find themselves back again some started ventures that collapsed it is part of our lives to move from failure to failure without a loss of optimism and so failure or failing once or failing one exam or losing a loved one or, or being thrown out of school because of financial constraints is not the end of your life very often the fear 
is driven by what people will see, what people will think, how funny we would look. But very often, nobody's really looking. It's only in our imagination. The second reason why we are unable to break the local trap is what I call the pecha mentality. A pecha is an illegitimate tenant. When we're in the university, our rooms were designed for two people. But very often, because of the absence of hostels and rooms, you will find a third and a fourth person, often friends of the original um, roommates, who are, they call them patches. And when you are a patcher, you are allowed to stay in the room, but your behavior must conform to certain standards. You must know that you are not the original um, inmate of the room, if I may use that word. So a patcher cannot play your music very loud. A patcher cannot get visitors when the original inmates are asleep. A patcher must know that you are here, but you don't belong here. Unfortunately for many of us, we have seen ourselves as patchers in the world of prosperity. Patchers in the world of business. Patchers in the world of progress. We think we are here, but we don't belong. So we should be careful not to disturb the real inmates. I came to tell somebody you are not a patcher. You belong right here. You have a right to be here. You are here by right and live out your life to the full and take your full position in the economic marketplace. You are not a patcher. Look at somebody eyeball to eyeball. Tell the person you are not a patcher. Tell the person you are here by right. Tell the person, have you heard? The third reason why we remain in the local trap is small-mindedness. You see, small is comfortable. It is comfortable to do small things. You don't stretch yourself. You don't get hurt. You don't, you don't push yourself. But if you want to write 19 books in 8 years, you can't sleep at night. If you want to write 19 books in 8 years, you are continually reading. You are researching, observing patterns of human behavior and trying to understand the laws that govern everything. Many of us want to feel very comfortable. We don't like being disturbed. When we went to Gambia for the Springboard Road Show and we said we're going to start the program at 9, a friend looked at me and said, oh, in our country, especially at this time of the year, everything starts after 10. So what happens to the time between 7 and 10? Time is money. I want to challenge every person here and say, don't think small. Don't look at yourself and say, I can only go so far. If somebody has done it, you can do it. But guess what? If even somebody hasn't done it, you could be the first person to do it. Oh, you can do it. You can reach beyond your small village. You can reach beyond your small community. You can reach beyond your family. If nobody in your family has gone to university, you will be the first. If nobody in your village has gone outside the country for an international business trip, you will be the first. If nobody has built a story building in your village, you will be the first. If nobody has dared to break out of poverty and fear and anxiety and lift up themselves and say, I am somebody, you will be the first. And you will open the door for several other people to live out their dreams and become somebody. There is a pace setter in this room. There is a pioneer in this room. There is a light in this room. A light for your community, a light for your village, a light for your friends. Somebody must dare to believe that you can break through and help others also find their space. And that is you. 
the fourth reason why we are unable to break the back of localized thinking is dependency syndrome. Many people look outside themselves for the reason why they are where they are. The favorite culprits are the government. In fact, sometimes even the opposition <laughs> for giving the government too many problems. Everybody else, that uncle who lives abroad, your parents, your community, everybody else is to blame. And even whilst you are saying that, you are waiting for somebody to come and do something to help you reach somewhere. The greatest achievers of this world don't wait for anyone. Somebody in this room is holding gold bars in your hand and you are waiting for somebody. Looking for somebody to come and shake the water so that you rise up and shine, but you have so much in you. That person you are watching on TV in some other part of the world is not better than you. For many of us, when we were children, we used to crack a joke and say, when you are going to church and you see a white man, go back home and sleep. You've seen God. Why is somebody better than you because of their color? Why do you want to believe that because you are in a brainstorming session with somebody of a different color, that person has better solutions than you? Stop being dependent. No country can solve our problems for us. Nobody from somewhere can lift you up in life. Indeed, even if the person stretches out their hand, if you don't move, you will remain at the same place. I speak to the spirit of dependency. That spirit that says, somebody must help me. Somebody must know how I'm struggling. I speak to that spirit and say, you can do something about your life. Tomorrow morning, may somebody wake up an hour earlier. It's not about feelings. I came to Springboard and I felt good. Look, I felt high. No, it's not about high. Thank God for the highs. But beyond the high, somebody must decide that tomorrow I'm going to put aside this habit of watching eight hours of TV. I'm going to put aside this habit of sleeping till 8 a.m. I'm going to put aside the habit of eating, sleeping, watching TV, chatting with friends, and then blaming the government or blaming somebody. Take responsibility. Decide that enough is enough. And it doesn't start next week. It doesn't start next month. It doesn't start in June or July or December or May. It starts now. Somebody must decide that enough is enough. Where do we go from here? I'm challenging you to scan the future as you think about going global. To scan is to preview something. When a mother is going to have a baby, she goes to have a scan to see whether the baby will be male or female. Or maybe twins. So when I say scan the future, I'm challenging you to preview the future. What is coming tomorrow? Why is that important? Because by the time you see the train of life, the train is gone. It is those who can predict when the train will come, where it will stop, and how long it will stop there, who are able to jump on board the train of life and opportunity and move. So scan the future. Ask yourself, five years from now, how will Ghana be like? What kinds of skills will be needed? Do I have them? Am I going to be relevant ten years from now? Do you know that some professions that were there 10 years from now, 10 years ago, are obsolete? 
extinct, forgotten. Do you know? Yes. Have you heard of the typist? Today people are typing on their phone, sending email, blackberry and, and, and tweeting at the same time on their phone. Who will go and stand somewhere and say, type this phone? No, 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 no. Today the postal service has been totally redefined. And so if you are a postman, the person is sending email, where, 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 where will he find the postman? And so if the postal agency doesn't redefine its services, the market share continues to drop and we continue to lose business. And so, if you are going to school and doing a course, and you don't ask yourself these critical questions, you could find yourself one day in a dead end. My pastor talked about the fact that when you are following somebody blindly, be careful, because he, he, he saw in traffic that somebody had branched somewhere, and he was following the person very sure that that was a, a shortcut to, to the main road. Until the person just entered a dead end and entered his house. Now he was standing there wondering what to do. Some of us are on a career dead end. We are moving towards a place that has no future. So think. Ask yourself questions. So scanning will be in three forms. One is to preview the future. What is likely to happen next? The second way to scan is to unravel. That is where a medical practitioner in trying to diagnose the details of a particular ailment or condition will scan a part of the body to try and get the minutest understanding. So there are two types of scan. One previews like an expanse. The second one looks at the details. So first, preview the future in broad terms. When you begin to identify the major building blocks, now begin to settle on minor details of what will be required in those areas you have identified. That is how to create wealth. The third one is to capture. When somebody scans a photograph, you capture the photograph and you can reproduce it as often as you like. For everyone listening to me tonight or this morning, when you understand the principle that governs something and you capture that principle, you can replicate it anytime you are called upon. When we were children growing up in Takwadi, there was a word called intums. Intoms means that you accidentally achieve success. And so when they tell you to replicate what you have done, you don't even know how you did it. If you take a good free kick and you score, and everyone claps for you, they say, okay, now you put the ball down again, take it again. You don't even know what you did. They call that intoms. But when you capture the principle of the future, and you say, this is where the world is going, and this is the kind of person who will make it in that kind of world, and this is how I am positioning myself, you have captured it. Anytime they say print, or reproduce, you reproduce exactly what you saw. That is scanning the future. Let me share with you four things that will help you scan the future today and remain on top. Let me share with you four keys that will distinguish you from your friends. It is important to understand that we live in a very fast-paced, competitive world and the kind of people who will make it are those who are abreast with the kind of changes taking place, and not just abreast, but also aware of the keys to driving growth and success in that kind of environment. The four things are from the word SCAN, S-C-A-N. And so the acronym SCAN, the S will go for social media. 
these are four out of what I believe will be the ten drivers of success in the next few years. One of them is social media. It is an animal too big to ignore. It is a force too big to overlook. I dare say that any institution, any organization, any business that crafts your strategy without an eye on the social media arena, any educational institution that crafts your recruitment plan or whatever but does not pay attention to social media is cutting off a huge chunk of your potential market. Over 1 billion people are on Facebook. 680 million mobile users. What does that mean for you? Over half a million people are on Twitter. 800 million users of YouTube. 4 billion videos being viewed a day on YouTube. Where does that leave you, my dear friend? Do you have anything there? I was speaking in a conference in Virginia in the U.S. And after I spoke, a lady walked up to me and said, Oh, I'm sorry. And I said, sorry for what? She says, when I was told somebody from Africa was coming to speak about world creation, my first question was, what can they teach us here about world creation? You know, the perception is that we don't know anything. But she says, a friend kept insisting that I attend. So I googled you and I checked you out on social media. And when I checked out your profile, it said, speaking for the World Bank, and speaking for this, and speaking for that, he said this. And I looked at the number of postings and asked myself, if the World Bank listens to him, if these notable institutions listen to him, who am I not to listen? And she says, when I sat down in a few minutes, I said to myself, if I hadn't come, I would have lost a world of opportunity. Shiba will hear, Shiba will come, Shiba will see, Shiba will judge, and Shiba will testify. Of course, if she came and I didn't perform, it would confirm her notion that I told you they have nothing to offer. So social media is the tool, number one. Number two is critical thinking. Critical thinking. The kind of thinking that brought about success in the days of our parents will not bring about success today. In every field of endeavor, Rapid change is making it such that if you don't think critically, you become extinct. This program, as is being played out here, is being viewed on all continents of the world in digital, clear, crystal quality. Some of you in this audience will get text messages from friends in Argentina saying, I saw you. Why? Because the world has changed. Today there's something called open journalism. Which means that if you are waiting to hear that there is something somewhere and then you go there with your cameras, by the time you get there, listen, the whole world has heard already there are live reports with pictures and updates. Because the average person armed with a phone can capture images and capture their own story and they have access to media to post it and tell the whole world within seconds. What does that mean for you? I have a young man who runs a virtual fashion design house. He doesn't have a single machine. But he's one of the hottest selling fashion designers on Facebook. Because he simply decided that 
His mother's designs are nice. And she is analog. He is digital. So he takes his mother's designs, gets models to wear them, takes pictures, and puts them on Facebook. And he has given them his own name. And he puts them on Facebook and puts a label on it and numbers them. And people see the designs and the order. And he sells them at a price higher than how much his mother sells them. And he has a huge market. The mother is very happy. He is very happy. He's making business out of it. He has decided to focus on that end of the market. He doesn't want to bother about production. And he's selling and he's growing and he's expanding. It is critical thinking. But, with, but, but for this approach, he would have been home unemployed. So somebody is staying here saying, yes, but I've applied to every company I can think about. I can even see a few MDs here. I'll try and see them during the break. How many people can that MD employ? I don't believe in graduate unemployment. I've said it in every platform I can find. On every platform, I don't believe in graduate unemployment. You cannot go to university and have a degree and call yourself an unemployed graduate. It's an offense and an insult to your degree. What do you, do you learn in the school? You can't be unemployed as a graduate. Tell somebody you can't. Tell the person, especially you. Look, you are not hungry. That's the reason why you're unemployed. You are not hungry. If you were hungry, you would not be unemployed. Hunger has a way of bringing out the best in you. The day all the support systems around you are removed, and those who give you food free of charge withdraw the food, when you wake up that morning, you will think critically about where to find food. I appeal to those who are supporting you to withdraw the support so that you will wake up and act. Springboard is not just about exciting or inspiring us. It's also about annoying us sometimes. Somebody must leave this place angry and do something about your life. Tell somebody that's me. You have put yourself at a level far lower than you should be in life. Today, we want you to be angry vex live here insulting us and do something about your life it is better than praising us and doing nothing tell somebody i'm very angry tell the person i feel insulted and i will do something about this oh tell three people i will do something about this starting today critical thinking wherever you go ask yourself who's supplying this what is the next door about to open? What is the next business about to, about to break? There are students in lecture rooms who are earning more money than their lecturers. Yes. Think. Think. Don't be afraid. Think. And aggregate around thinkers. The third critical factor is attitude. Attitude. For every single one of us, we must determine to give extra value. Extra value. Determine that whatever opportunity you are given, no matter how small it is, people must say you are, you are, you are different. You are exceptional. You give extra value. You are different. People must talk about you with superlatives. It comes from the attitude. Attitude is simply a decision that no one must interface with you and live thinking that you are mediocre or feel shortchanged. It's an attitude. It's a decision. In any area of business, the generic ways in which you can give extra value 
Number one is speed. If your competitor delivers something in four days and you deliver it in three days, you are ahead already. The second one is reach. If one network takes you to this place and you can take the person a kilometer further or to more people, you have reached. The third one is convenience. If this person says, come and pick up your shirt for my laundry, and you see my laundry does door-to-door delivery, you are giving convenience. Our attitude must be that in everything that we do, we will find something that would enable us to give extra value. In your workplace, when they want to find the top two people, your name must be on. Determined to be the number one in the world in something. Something in your lifetime. Not local. For many of us, our biggest challenge is that we want to be the number one in our small locality. Fine. That's nice. But be the number one in the world. That means that when you conquer your locality, think regional. When you conquer regional, think national. When you conquer national, think continental. When you conquer continental, think global. I think beyond global. I think transgenerational. I want people to remember me 100 years after I've gone. I want to leave footprints in the sands of time. That long after I've gone, people will say, some man lived on this earth and left a legacy. That is my dream. That is my aspiration. When I'm up at night writing and I feel like sleeping and I hold my eye, it is a determination that a hundred years from now, somebody must read that book and say, I can make it because of this book. That is my motivation. That is the driving force that pushes me day and night. Attitude. The final point is network. Network. You are at every time, point in time, the average of the five closest people in your inner circle. I love achievers. I love achievers. I love people who get things done. I love people who are always on the lookout to expand themselves. I love people who are always thinking about stretching because they help me to also think about stretching. Look around you right now in your life. Who are your five closest friends? Whose advice do you take? Who is your pastor? Who is your mentor? Hey, it matters. Your doctor, your pastor, your lawyer, it matters. Don't just go and take anybody you. You can die. (laughs) Oh, tell somebody you can die. Any of them can kill you. Your daughter can kill you, your lawyer can kill you, your pastor can kill you. Find a, a correct person to pastor you. A person who believes in possibility. Find the right mentor. Somebody who is not scared of success, but who will encourage you to stretch. I believe in mentoring. Somebody who is accomplished can in five minutes unlock doors to you that otherwise it would have taken you five years to unlock. Somebody with experience can teach you in ten minutes what they learned from ten years of hard labor. Your network must include mentors, coaches, it must include friends and partners. You also must have your own proteges. Have the right people in your inner circle. Charlie Jones says five years from now, you will be the same, but for the people you meet. 
and the books you read. Five years from now, may your life not be the same. May you have stretched out to new places. May you have opened new opportunities. May you have reached your full potential. And may you have become greater than anyone in your family, your village, or your locality. Five years from now, may you look back and see it all began at Springboard. What would it take? I don't know how you are here. I don't know how you found yourself in the job that you are doing. But let me end with a story. A very rich man one day called all the young men in the village to his house and said, I have this very beautiful daughter and the one who is able to solve this problem will be my son-in-law, inherit all my wealth. Of course, means marrying my daughter. And she was the most beautiful girl in the village. So, he said to the young men as they lined up, I'm going to give you a simple assignment and the one with the best results will marry my daughter. So they lined up in their suits. Good money, beautiful young lady, bright future, all at stake. And then after that, he opened the swimming pool and said, the one who can swim across this pool first is my son-in-law. Everybody said, sure. And as he stepped forward, they looked in the pool and there was a crocodile. The moment they saw the crocodile, they said, you see, you know, the spirit indeed is willing. <laughs> but the flesh is weak. So they were all standing by the pool, looking into the water, and in fact, taking a few steps back. When they heard a loud splash, and this young man was swimming across the pool, and everyone looked at him in shock. In fact, even the crocodile was shocked. The guy swam across the pool in no time and came out of the water. The old man walked up to him and said, you are the bravest young man I've seen in my whole life. According to my promise, you are my new son-in-law. You have all my property and my daughter. The guy says, forget. Who pushed me? <laughs> I don't know how you came here today. Somebody may have pushed you, but once you are here, rise to the top, live your dream, go on to become as great as you can become. You may have found yourself in the water by mistake, but cross the river, cross the pool, cross the river of life, live out your dream and become as great as God meant for you to be. You are going global and nothing can stop you. God richly bless you and thank you. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four nine 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 nine. Zero zero zero. You may also subscribe to Amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember you are blessed indeed. No more searching. The light has come.